Biblical truth. This is a good one. Or husbands or marriage. And it brings in the whole concept of the wedding ring. And Sorry. Being a slave and things of that nature. I'm a fan of letting things describe themselves. Instead of putting titles on things, uh, things just, they are what they are. They manifest. People know what they are by what it looks like. Anyways, I, I digress. I'm sorry about that. Anyways, do not take another man's wife. That's gross. Um, the next one says, Thou shalt not steal. Basically, do not take something that doesn't belong to you. Right? That's very black and white. The next one says, Thou shalt not bear false witness. Now, this does not say, Thou shalt not lie. Do not lie. It does not say that. It says you shall not bear false witness. That means you shall not even put up with false witness or lies of any kind. You shall not bear it, meaning you shall not put up with it if you hear it from others or you, you yourself will not put up with it. You will not lie, nor will you tolerate others lying. That's what that means. It's not just you shouldn't lie, but you can go you can go ahead and condone other people lying. You can go ahead and uh, you can just put up with other people's lives or lies, and it's okay. No, it means if you hear a lie, you put a stop to it. That's what it means. It means you call a spade a spade. So the last one says. You shall not covet. What does covet mean? Covet just means to want something that belongs to somebody else. You're not actually going and stealing it or taking it, but you envy something that belongs to somebody else. And it could be anything, right? That's another person's life. That's another person's journey. What that means is you're not satisfied with your own journey, with your path that you're walking on. You're too focused on somebody else to live your own life, to do with what you have and to be thankful for it. So anyways, I'm just going to recap. Here are the 10 commandments as how they are really translated. 10 commandments. Number one, I am Enki of the Anunnaki. You shall not make images and worship your own creation. You shall not forget my name, Enki. Make sure you work from, I mean, I'm sorry. Make sure you rest from your home life, from your homework once a week. Bring honor to your household and to your family name by how you live your life. Do not murder, do not take another man's woman, or do not have sex with another man's woman. Do not take what doesn't belong to you, don't steal. Do not put up with lies from yourself or from others. And be satisfied with what you have. Don't want what others have. That is the Ten Commandments as they really are conveyed in the original language. So, 
The reason that I have the Star Wars shirt is because there is a nugget and a grain and a breadcrumb of truth in everything. There literally is a war between the stars. The stars in the Bible are metaphors for angels. Angels is another word for aliens. Aliens don't really exist how we've been taught, but there are other beings and other life forms from other realms and other districts beyond our own. Anyways, I know this was a lot of information. This was a lot to process. It's probably going to take me forever to edit this video. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you learned something. And I hope that you'll share your thoughts and ideas with us all in the comments below. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. the wrong mattress protector can ruin the feel of your mattress? Hi, I'm a mom. One of the hardest jobs out there. This is Junior. Junior's a sweetheart, but he can wreak havoc on our mattresses. Which is why I got the purple mattress protector. Nobody likes sleeping on a plastic bag. Other protectors turn... Don Juan... The Mexican Yaqui Indian Shaman tells Carlos Castaneda the following. We have a predator that came from the depths of the cosmos and took over the rule of our lives. Human beings are its prisoners. The predator is our lord and master. It has rendered us docile, helpless. If we want to protest it, it suppresses our protest. If we want to act independently, it demands that we don't do so. I have been beating around the bush all this time, insinuating to you that something is holding us prisoner. Indeed, we are held prisoner. This was an energetic fact for the sorcerers of ancient Mexico. They took over because we are food for them, and they squeeze us mercilessly because we are their substance. Just as we rear chickens and coops, the predators rear us in human coops, humaneros. Therefore, their food is always available to them. No, 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 Carlos replies. This is absurd, Don Juan. What you're saying is something monstrous. It simply can't be true for sorcerers or for the average man or for anyone. Why not? Don Juan asked calmly. Why not? Because it infuriates you? You haven't heard all the claims yet. I want to appeal to your analytical mind. Think for a moment and tell me how you would explain the contradictions between the intelligence of man, the engineer, and the stupidity of his systems of beliefs, or the stupidity of his contradictory behavior. Sorcerers believe that the predators have given us our systems of belief, our ideas of good and evil, our social mores. They are the ones who set up our hopes and expectations and dreams of success or failure. They have given us covetedness, greed, and cowardice. 
It is the predators who make us complacent, routinary, and egomaniacal. But how can they do this, Don Juan? Carlos asked, somehow angered further by what he was saying. Do they whisper all of that in our ears while we sleep? No, they don't do it that way. That's idiotic, Don Juan said, smiling. They are infinitely more efficient and organized than that. In order to keep us obedient and meek and weak, the predators engaged themselves in a stupendous maneuver. Stupendous, of course, from the point of view of a fighting strategist. A horrendous maneuver from the point of view of those who suffer it. They gave us their mind. Do you hear me? The predators give us their mind, which becomes our mind. The predator's mind is Baroque, contradictory, morose, filled with fear of being discovered any minute now. I know that even though you have never suffered hunger, you have food anxiety, which is none other than the anxiety of the predator who fears that any moment now its maneuver is going to be uncovered and food is going to be denied. Through the mind, which is, after all, their mind, the predators inject into the lives of human beings whatever is convenient for them, and they ensure in this manner a degree of security to act as a buffer against their fear. The sorcerers of ancient Mexico were quite ill at ease with the idea of when the predator made its appearance on earth. They reasoned that man must have been a complete being at one point, with stupendous insights, feats of awareness that are mythological legends nowadays. And then everything seems to disappear, and we have now a sedated man. What I'm saying is that what we have against us is not a simple predator. It is very smart and organized. It follows a methodical system to render us useless. Man, the magical being that he is destined to be, is no longer magical. He's an average piece of meat. There are no more dreams for man but the dreams of an animal who is being raised to become a piece of meat, trite, conventional, imbecilic. This is war. This is an actual war that is going on and has been going on for quite some time now. But people don't realize that we are at war. There is a war going on. Now, it might not be a war with bullets and guns and knives and this and that, but it's a magical war. It is an energetic war. There is a war going on between sides, so to speak. We live in a magical world Magic has been denied to us. We're not allowed to acknowledge it. We're not allowed to call it what it is. We have to relabel it and we have to pacify it and we have to look the other way and not acknowledge the magic that exists in our lives. The manipulation of energetic reality, of energy. And there are such a thing as trolls. Trolls are real. It's not just... uh, a Disney label to put onto things. Vampires are real. It's not just a movie concept. 
Um, shapeshifters are real. These things are all very real. Now, they might not be real in how they've been presented to us in television or movies or things of that nature, but those are metaphors for the actual, the actual monsters that exist among us, the actual creatures that exist. For example, um, I have a Facebook page and it's in the process of maybe being taken down because trolls have decided to go and report that, you know, I'm not using my real name because I changed it to JDreamers so that people could more easily find it who watch my YouTube channel. And so now because they have taken action to report it, now that's taking time out of my day, out of my life. It is manipulating my energy so that I have to focus my concern towards that particular thing. But my point is that these trolls have an actual impact in the lives of people. Not just my life, but in many people's lives. And um, shapeshifters, for example, um, whenever there's a conscious community or whenever there's a community that tries to go against the grain or there's groups of people who rise up against the mainstream and against the norm, some trolls are intelligent enough to realize instead of allowing others to see that I oppose this, I'm going to blend in with this and destroy it internally. I'm going to dilute the subject. I'm going to dilute the information. I'm going to distract from the goal and from the purpose of what's being discussed and and from the actions that could be taken and from the implications that could be made from this topic. I'm not sure that anybody is paid to do these things. This is the world that we live in. This is the reality. These people have been given the mind. We all have been given the mind of our enemy so that we act accordingly. We act in a like manner. We, we are using their tools to fight against their system, which ultimately strengthens their system. Or simply put, you can't fight fire with fire. They're not paid. They are literally fighting for their survival. They are doing it because they are inspired to continue the status quo. That's why they do it. They don't need to get paid to do it. None of us need to get paid to do it. Um, you know, we're all paying taxes. We're all living in these loops. We're all defending certain belief systems and structures and the law and the world that we have been brought up to believe is reality. We hold on to it. And at the core, we're afraid. We have fear that is motivating us. And that's what motivates what we call trolls. Now, let me point something out. It's not, trolls are not just other people. Trolls are everybody. And everybody is a troll in this world in some way, shape, or form. It's not easy for, the, for, for us to accept this or to come to terms with it or to realize the reality of what I'm saying. This is a troll world as far as the system that we've been brought up in. And some of us are slowly breaking free from it. Some of us are trying to change our mindset in order to wash it away and to be reborn or to be cleansed of it. And we have a lot of work to do. I personally have a lot of work to do. The mindset 
of our conditioning is division. That's really it. It's as simple as that. This world, this system that we live in seeks to strengthen division, to divide, and especially to divide under the guise of unity. You have all these pockets of these different groups who seek to unify, but only to unify their group. And in unifying their group and separating themselves from other groups, you still have division. It's false unity. There is no real unity within any group because it's a group. I see this a lot in the flat earth community. There's all this division when there shouldn't be. The concept, the, game, the aim, and the goal is discovering where we live. What is the composure of our world? Is it a plane? Is it a ball? That is the concept. That is the subject. And even among the very best flat earthers on YouTube or on the internet or in the world, from what I've seen, there's nothing but animosity and division. They continue to seek to divide even amongst each other. They're creating pockets and groups so that they can claim false unity because they're still divided from all of the other groups in the world. For example, you have flat earthers that are popular. Um, people will pick on them. Even though they talk about your subject that you want to reveal to the world that you want to explore the concept of the world being a plane of existence. They'll bring it up. They'll talk about it from their own unique perspectives, with their own flair, with their own personality, with their, their own way. But people pick on them and they bring them down and they quote unquote troll them because they have other subjects that they bring up that are distasteful to that individual. People like Orphan Red. People don't like her because, oh, I can't stand her voice, or she shows her cleavage, or she acts like she's, you know, a princess or dumb or whatever it may be. People bring her down, even though she is talking about and bringing attention to the subject. She's on board. Yes, we live on a plane of existence. People will bring her down because they don't like her. They don't like the alternative subjects that she also speaks about. Or Eric Dubé. People, even Eric Dubé will absolutely agree. Yes, let's talk about the earth being a plane of existence. But I don't like Eric Dubé because he talks about Jews or he talks about this or that. I don't like these other things that he's into. So I'm going to discredit him. I'm going to bring him down. Um, what is it? The potato, uh, flat earth and other hot potatoes. Everyone who's associated with that group. People say, oh, they're shills. They're all paid agents, you know? They distract. They don't always talk about it the way I want it to be talked about. So what? They believe in that. They are looking into that. They are supporting that particular subject of the world we live in being a plane of existence. Flat earth asshole. People say he's a douchebag. I don't like him. You know, I don't like how he comes across. He supports the idea of a plane of existence. 
Math Powerland. He's egotistical. He's a sex-crazed maniac. He's, he's selfish. He still supports that idea. These are all people that should be on the same page and people should support. If you support that concept of a flat world, of a plane of existence, then you should support the fact that they support it as well. You don't have to like them, but if you're watching their content because of that subject, then disregard all the things that you don't like or agree with when it comes to the other topics or their personalities or whatever it is that we don't like. Focus on what you agree on and support that at the very least. People might not like me. You know, J-Dreamers, he's uh, skeptical and talks about uh, giant trees and elves and you know that's got nothing to do with the flat earth and blood over intent and this and that this is all our conditioning we have been given the mind of the enemy in order to separate and cause division and find out what we don't agree with and to to focus and strengthen that concept that I don't agree or he sees something differently you know uh, yeah that person thinks that the earth is flat too, but they like chocolate milk and I hate chocolate milk. So I'm going to bring them down and I'm going to talk badly about them. I'm not going to support them in that cause. I want to talk about the infinite plane society. Um, this YouTube channel came onto the scene rather abruptly and quickly got has a lot of subscribers and people are raising their eyebrows and they're immediately casting stones and there's this witch hunt and people are saying he's paid opposition he's a shill he's he's just trying to destroy this concept of the flat earth and um he admitted that he's a freemason so what realistically so what all of these channels ips included has done nothing but try to expose some knowledge, to, to provide some knowledge for that particular topic of a, a plane of existence so that it's available for those who are seeking it out, for those who would like to know more. And I respect that about all of you. They say, oh, Infinite Plane Society admitted that he was a, a mason or a Freemason, or whatever it may be. So what? That is a label. It's a name. It's a word. Let me tell you something. We live in a Freemasonic world. And at, the mo at this moment in time, it is close to being inescapable. You all participate. You all are active members of the Freemasonic Club. We all participate, we all use their coupons, their paper. Every time we spend money, that is us acknowledging that this money and the symbols on it and the people who provide it are powerful. That in itself is evidence enough to show that you and I are all members. Now, to what extent? Are we members? Mm -hmm. Depends upon our awareness and acknowledgement of it. There are a, a class known as the Illuminati. 
the illuminated ones. These are the ones that have knowledge. They acknowledge, yes, I know how this world works. They understand the inner workings of deep universal laws. If you look at the symbolism, people will see a symbol and they might not give it a second thought. Or they might see a symbol and say, oh, it's, it's Illuminati. You know, if somebody will put up a hand sign like that, oh, that's, a, that's evil, that's the Illuminati. It stands for something. It represents something. And that something, when it comes to esoteric organizations, as those who are into the secrets and the mysteries of the world and the um, ether that we dwell in, they understand that the symbols represent an underlining, an underlying universal law. And they understand and respect the universal law and its application in their lives. To what extent they apply it is up to them. But most of us don't apply it whatsoever because we don't even recognize it. We're just quick to say, ooh, scary. Ooh, I don't like that. Ooh, that, that's a symbol for bad guys. When it's not, it's a symbol for universal law that runs this place that we live on and live in. This is a slave world. And those who run around thinking and declaring, I'm free, I've come across some tiny bit of information on the way, I understand it now, everyone else is ignorant and stupid. Those people seem to be the most delusional of all because they're under the impression that they're free when they're not. I know that I am not free in this world. I'm working on freeing myself from this system, from my very own mindset, from my very own energy and vibration that has, that has kept me down for so long. I work on that. I fight against it internally. I fight a war every day within myself. This is the troll world that we live in. We're very quick to point fingers, to choose sides, to talk about the opposition, to talk about how we're taking a stance, to talk about our belief systems. When the only thing that really matters is unconditional love. But we're so distracted. Even in those communities where people are constantly talking about, you know, the little grains of what they call truth that they think that they've learned along the way. That's like if you're on a, a road trip and you're in the passenger side and you're looking out the window and you see McDonald's or you see uh, a sign along the way you're still traveling but you brag about where you are you brag that you know exactly where you're going when no one's told you the destination but you've seen something as you pass you're still continuing on forward you're still moving along that path you're still continuing on the journey but we see things off to the side and we say, oh, I figured it all out. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm headed. I know what this trip is all about. When we don't. If we were honest with ourselves, we would say, oh, I see something here, 
but this is just a part of the journey that I'm on. I don't know what lies ahead. So anyways, um, what is my point? My point is that we are all guilty. We are all to blame. It would be wonderful if we all took accountability. There is a war going on. It's an energetic war. There are the rulers of this world manipulating the minds of every individual to think that they're not a part of the system when we are all a part of the system. We all contribute to the system. We all add to the system. And the more we bicker with one another about our likes and our dislikes and our interests and our disinterests and our perceived moral standards and how we're so much better than others who like chocolate milk when we don't like chocolate milk. We only separate even further and we use their tools against ourselves. We use their weapons against ourselves and we destroy ourselves. So, I just wanted to point that out. Um, some of you might be wanting some sort of an answer at the end of this video. Some of you want some sort of direction. And the only thing that I can offer to you is to look inside. Don't look outward for answers. Don't look outward for people to join your team, to join your side, to support you, or for you to support others and join their team. This is a battle that is waged within. The only answer is to acknowledge that we have been tricked. And just because we acknowledge, you know what, I've been lied to, you know what, I've been fooled, that does not automatically set you free. It is something that you have to continuously work on. It's something that you have to continuously flush out of your system. You cannot flush out the system that exists in the world that we live in today. You can only do your part. That's how you can change the world. You flush yourself out. You cleanse yourself. You acknowledge your own demons, your own faults, your own shortcomings. You acknowledge, I am a part of that system. What changes can I make? to break away from that system? And what blind spots do I have? What places in life am I ignorant of still where I might be attached to beliefs or concepts or ideas that were conditioned into my mind? What altars do I have created in my brain that I did not come up with? How have I been hypnotized and if I'm aware of certain elements that influence my energy and the direction that I put that energy and the actions that I take in life and the words that I speak, what areas might I be ignorant of? The world is my mirror. So perhaps I can look outside of myself to get a reflection of myself. Perhaps I can look to these other people to see what I don't like about them 
and I can use that as a reflection of what's happening internally, of something that can clue me in to what I am blind to about myself. And instead of continuing to hate on my own reflection, continuing to bring down my own reflection, perhaps I'll respect it. Perhaps I'll consider it and I'll look at it again. And I'll think of how I can use that to understand myself a little bit better and to change. Thanks for watching. And then he mentioned this book that he wrote called Here we go. Millionaire Success. I'm going to pause this for a second.